Welcome to Disability Services Podcast with Chaim Solomon. Once again, this podcast is graciously sponsored by Yudai Chesed. Yudai Chesed has been serving people with developmental disabilities for over 25 years. Their website is www.yudai.org. Their phone number is 845-425-0887. If you or somebody you know needs help of their services, please check out their website or give them a call. I have the privilege of having uh, Mrs. Hani Friedman on this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about guardianship, how guardianship works, how it uh, can help your family. Um, so just before uh, talking about questions about guardianship in the process, you know, I'm, I go to a lot of conferences in New York State, and I used to go to a lot. And um, there was a person with a developmental disability, and there was a story that they were telling that they had a, uh, they were pregnant with a baby. And um, what happened was that there was a medical emergency, and the parents had to decide at that time she was her own guardian, but the parents had to make a medical decision, and they actually decided at that time to abort the baby, and the person was very upset. And I don't know all the details within it, how that would work in terms of guardianship, but we're hopefully going to learn uh, all that stuff tonight. So I want to thank you, first of all, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That's quite a story. Yeah. So what is guardianship? How does it work? I know every state is different, but how would it work in, let's say, New York State? I know that's your forte. How would it work in New York State? Yeah. So really, that's where I work. I work in New York. Um and basically what it means is that the court is giving legal authority to somebody other than the person. It's taking away, it's removing this person's rights to make their own decisions and giving it over to somebody else. What so it's you interesting do? you're saying in this story because I don't know, I mean, maybe this, if the parents must have had guardianship over this child in order to be able to make such a decision. When we talk about decisions, what type of decisions is it meaning like they live in their home and or group home and they want to have a uh, uh, television in their room and the parents can decide yes or no. Is that the type of decision? I mean, well, I think it's much, it's much more um, things that are related to HIPAA and um, financial wealth, financial decisions, like big, like end of life decisions, medical treatment, um, managing, selling property. Let's say they have property in their name, but if they're not able to make these own decisions, sound decisions, safe decisions, then somebody else needs to be the one to, to handle it. Okay. So now let's say a person has a child in high school, 16, 17, and they want to know if guardian is uh, guardianship really is the right process for or right decision for them. What would that process look like in New York state? So, um, one one thing that you want to do is to make sure that guardianship is really the right thing for them. So there's other options. There is a durable power of attorney. You could have a living will. You could have a healthcare proxy. So there's there really I think that the courts look at it like guardianship shouldn't be the first thing that you go to because you're really taking away their rights. You are removing their rights to these decisions. It's going to somebody else, and so that's like a worst case scenario in a certain way. Um, so you want to examine the other options and make sure that they're good enough. But let's say somebody is, you know, susceptible to fraud. Like if they are able to uh, make financial decisions, they're going to sign away all their property to somebody else, right? Because they got convinced very easily. So those are things you want to, maybe they shouldn't be able to do it, right? Or they're going to make decisions for themselves that are not going to be safe or smart. 
Um, so you have to look at your situation and see if it's right for you. Mm -hmm. I remember uh, that people used to tell me guardianship is very different before the age of 18 and after the age of 18. What does uh, the age of 18 have to do with guardianship? <laughs> I mean, so primarily it's because once they turn 18, then they have to go to court. And the, the judge is also is going to really um, evaluate for themselves. I mean, there's there's different pieces to the evaluation before we get to the court date. But the I think that the one main thing is that if you don't want your child to have to go to court and go through that process, you go before they're 18, they're excused because they're a child. Um, if they're over 18, we need more of a justification in order to excuse them. Like it's going to make them very, very anxious or um, it's medically unsafe. Like they have to be home in their environment or it's not going to be safe for them. So we have to justify it much more once they're 18. Mm -hmm. So usually guardianship goes to a parent or it can go to anybody. It can go to a brother, sister, sibling, you know, how, um, who would take over guardianship? So usually what I've been seeing is the parents are taking over. Um, but a sibling could do it. Um, a grandparent could do it. Usually what I've been seeing is that the parents are the ones that are doing it. And then there's other people who can be standby. So we actually have a few roles. We have the guardians which could be generally I see both parents. Then there can be the standby guardian, which is the person who would be next in line to take over if the parents can't do it anymore for whatever reason. After the standby, then there's, we call it first alternate, and then we call it second alternate. So there's pretty much three people waiting in line that could take over. And usually we do a sibling. You know, sibling uh, has to be 18 or over in order to get such a role. But we do grandparents. It could be an aunt, a cousin. Um, we just have to talk about their qualifications a little bit, like, why are they doing it? And if there are siblings over the age of 18 that are not taking over, we have to know why not. So someone has a profound disability. They're living in a group home. They might have moved into that group home when they were 12, 13 years old. The parent really wasn't too involved with the person uh, that much. They turn 18. Now they're their own guardian. Uh, they have their own guardianship, guardian of themselves. Um, but they don't have the capacity to make financial medical decisions. And if, you know, one of those plays out, you know, that they need to make a medical decision, they go to the hospital, they want to know who's making medical, medical decisions. How does, that, how does that work? It's a problem. I mean, it's a problem. It's really a problem because they're not allowed to speak to the parents. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe it's possible that some doctors, when a mother comes in with her child that's now 19 and she's been going to the same doctor for years, you know, maybe that doctor is not so careful, but really legally, they're not allowed to talk to the parents anymore. Like wow. we have a problem on our hands. Um, so it's really important. Right. To get this done. There, I mean, what happens when a child turns 18, if you don't have guardianship, they're considered, they're considered competent. You know, the court considers them that they are, they are competent. What's the words that I figured out? It was, um, they are, sorry. Yeah, they're kind of like, they can provide informed consent. Like they they're considered that way unless we prove otherwise. Right. All right. So this is a big decision for parents to decide whether I should become a guardian of my child. Um, you know, how can they get more information to make that uh, decision? Like, could they call you and you would help them through that process? Yeah, 100%. So uh, do, you mind, do you mind giving out your phone number, best contact information to contact you, you know, if anybody has questions? We, we have a lot of listeners uh, in, throughout the country. I know we're dealing with mostly New York State, 
but I, I want to give people the information where they can contact. Uh, maybe e your email and cell phone would be great. Perfect. Let's just do my email. It's Hani, C-H-A-N-I, at HaniFriedman.com. My so first name, Hani. C-H-A-N-I, at Hani, C-H-A-N-I, Friedman, F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N, HaniFriedman.com. Amazing. Uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I actually learned a lot about guardianship, the process, uh, and I hope you know people reach out to you to get more information. I want to thank you, Dei Chesed, once again for graciously sponsoring this podcast, Disability Services. Once again, they are in Rockland County serving the community for over 25 years for children with developmental disabilities. Their website, www.yedei.org. Their phone number, 845-425-0887. If you have any questions, you can contact them and they can also help you out. Uh, and Mrs. Freeman, thank you so much for being our guest and talking about guardianship. Thank you.